This podcast is brought to you by Podcast Nation. You're a podcast listener, and this is a podcast ad. Reach great listeners like yourself with podcast advertising from Lips and Ads. Choose from hundreds of top podcasts offering host endorsements, or run a reproduced ad like this one across thousands of shows to reach your target audience with Lips and Ads. Go to lipsandads.com now. That's L I B S Y N ads.com. You're a podcast listener, and this is a podcast ad. Reach great listeners like yourself with podcast advertising from Lips and Ads. Choose from hundreds of top podcasts offering host endorsements, or run a reproduced ad like this one across thousands of shows to reach your target audience with Lips and Ads. Go to lipsandads.com now. That's L I B S Y N ads.com. Hey guys, welcome to The Collective. Good morning. Happy Monday. If you're listening to this as soon as it comes out, happy Monday. I am currently sitting, drinking some coffee. I went to Pilates this morning. I woke up kind of early because today is a hardcore study day. I have a lot of shit I got to do. So I figured I need to wake up. I need to get my day going. We know I'm only productive until about 2 p.m. And then my day is over and I'm going to sit and I'm going to watch TV or watch YouTube. So we got to get it rolling early this morning. But I wanted to give you all a little update. As you know, because you listened to the last episode, I was just in Mexico with my boyfriend Dean for my birthday. I turned 25. I'm going through a bit of a quarter life crisis, but that is okay. But Dean and I went to Mexico. It was the most amazing trip. It was so nice. We sat at the pool. I drank mudslides. If you don't know what mudslides are, they are my favorite, favorite, favorite drink to get whenever I'm at a resort and I'm on vacation. They're vodka, Kahlua, coffee liqueur. I think there's Baileys in them and ice and they blend them and it literally makes like a chocolate milkshake, but it's all alcohol, which honestly doesn't even appeal to me that much, but it is so, so good. And for some reason, I don't react to the Baileys. I don't know. I don't think it's real milk. I'm not really sure if you can leave it in your cupboard for a long time. I don't know if it's real, but I don't react to it. So for a girl that can't have chocolate milkshakes ever, this is the nicest thing in the entire world. It doesn't even taste like alcohol. It is so good. Dean hated it. Dean thought it was so nasty, but to be fair, he doesn't like coffee. So he's canceled. He's cut because I don't know why someone wouldn't enjoy that. If you saw my Instagram stories, I posted a picture on my birthday of me double fisting two mudslides and it was the best thing ever. I took a nap on this little like they have like a little day bed in the middle of the water. And I, I'm not going to lie, I got kind of drunk off these mudslides because I'm a very, very, very lightweight. And I got a little drunk and I took a nap on these day beds in the middle of the water in the pool. And it was so nice, so relaxing. And the minute we landed in Mexico and we got to the resort, Dean and I were on our way to get margaritas. We know I'm a whore for margaritas. I love them so much. So we had margaritas, we had food. The resort that we stayed at was called the Barcelo in Maya Riviera. If you're over 18, highly recommend you stay at the adults only. We stayed at the adults only. It was the best decision ever. 
It was spring break for a whole bunch of high school kids, and Dean and I actually ended up on this double-decker bus with a whole bunch of 17-year-olds, and I am telling you, I have never been aged so much in my entire life. I have never felt so old in my entire life. Dean and I were laughing the entire time because we're like, we're not even that much older than these kids, but we are completely different people. Like they were screaming, they were swearing, they were like yelling constantly. Like they were all making out with each other. Like it was so weird. And Dean and I were like, we have to get off this bus. We texted our moms and we're like, we are so so old but anyways if you're over 18 stay at the adults only best decision ever but the way that this resort does it is that for dinner they have restaurants that you book a reservation and it's like a la carte type of restaurants phenomenal the food was unbelievable and normally when you go to a resort in mexico the food's kind of iffy whatever you're more there for the experience But the food at this resort was actually insane. It was so, so delicious. And like Dean and I are big foodies and it was, it lived up to everything that we could have ever asked for. It was amazing. Also, if you saw my Instagram the day before my birthday, Dean planned a dinner on the beach, which was the sweetest thing ever. He surprised me, planned a dinner on the beach. We got back to our hotel room. There was rose petals and champagne and flowers, and it was the sweetest actually the sweetest thing anyone has ever done for me and it was the best birthday I could have ever asked for I got 900 messages from my friends saying did you get engaged and no no we did not my finger is still bare everyone would have also gotten a phone call if I was engaged so no we did not that has not happened but I don't know if this is just a me thing. I don't know if I'm just a little conceited or what it is, but Dean knows to not propose to me near another holiday. Like, don't propose to me on my birthday. Don't propose to me on Christmas or even near Christmas. Don't propose to me on Easter. Don't propose to me on, I don't know, family day if you're Canadian. Like, I want it to be a completely separate thing. I also don't really want to get engaged at a time when every other person is getting engaged aka Christmas it kind of I don't know I like want it to be an uh, its own thing I don't know maybe that's just me people are definitely gonna come for me and tell me that I'm like so ungrateful and that's not what I'm trying to say at all I'm just saying that I want it to be a very separate thing also when I do get engaged, I decided I'm not going to post anything about it for probably like a week. I want to take at least a week to tell all my friends, tell my family, spend time with Dean and just enjoy our engagement before I make it public to the world. I, again, don't know if that's just a me thing, but I don't feel like it's anyone's business for like a hot minute. Girlies, when you're first starting a business, you have enough to worry about. The stress is overwhelming and there's absolutely no reason you should be adding any more. Luckily for us, Shopify is here to help. Shopify has all the tools to power and build your business to the next level. It grows with your business, no matter how far or big you grow. Thanks to an endless list of integration and third-party apps, Anything you can think of from on-demand printing to accounting to chatbots, 
everything you need to revolutionize your business, they have. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S., and they are the global force behind Allbirds, Linen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. As a WTTC listener, you can sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash WTTC all lowercase. Again, go to shopify.com slash WTTC now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Again, shopify.com slash WTTC. Okay, girlies, we are talking about our favorites once again. If you've ever had an embarrassing BO moment, Lumi is here to help. Lumi is powered by mandelic acid to control odor in a new way. Lumi delivers outrageous 72-hour odor control from everywhere, including your pits, your feet, and yes, even your privates. And fun fact, but it was actually a patient's concern about their private odor that originally inspired the OBGYN who invented Lumi. I currently have the toasted coconut deodorant, and let me tell you, it is my absolute favorite, and it smells so good. Lumi's starter pack is perfect for new customers, and it comes with a solid stick deodorant, cream tube deodorant, two free products of your choice, and free shipping. As a special offer for listeners, new customers get 15% off all Lumi products with our exclusive code. And if you combine the 15% off with the already discounted starter pack, that equals over 40% off their starter pack. Use code WTTC for 15% off your first purchase at lumideodorant.com. That's WTTC at L-U-M-E-D-E-O-D-O-R-A-N-T dot com. I say all this and then literally five minutes after I get engaged, you're going to see a photo of it somewhere. So I don't know. I don't know. I have a long time to wait. We have a while. But no, I did not get engaged on this trip for everyone that thought I did. I just have a really, really, really sweet boyfriend that made my birthday the best it could possibly be. The one thing I will say is on my actual birthday, I had to do a conference presentation. I say had to, I didn't have to. I just seek academic validation. So I was of course gonna do it. But I had to do a conference presentation over Zoom. So Dean has a video of me and I posted it on my Insta. Dean also posted it, I'm pretty sure, but it's of me sitting with my blazer. I'm like wearing a bathing suit, but obviously like covered up with my blazer. And it's of me on Zoom doing my presentation. There's a bottle of champagne beside me. Obviously, it's not shown on screen. No one could tell. And then he pans the video to outside with like the ocean right behind us. There's definitely way worse places that I could have been doing a conference presentation, but I just thought it was so funny. Dean thought it was funny. We planned our whole day around this presentation. And then once the presentation was done, I double fisted those mudslides and I fell asleep on the day bed. So it was honestly the best birthday I could have possibly asked for. Thank you so much to everyone that reached out. It is so sweet of you. And I just had the best birthday and I'm so excited to see what 25 brings. So something kind of serious that I need to talk about. 
I was on the plane, obviously, flying to Mexico, and I had to download a show to watch on the plane, as we all do. So I'm scrolling through Netflix, and I'm like, hmm, what is this show called The Ultimatum? I don't know if anyone else has heard of it, but it is hosted by the same people that host Love is Blind. It, oh my god, I'm gonna explain to you the premise of this show, and then I'm gonna explain to you my anxiety. So basically the premise is that these couples come on, I want to say there's like six couples, maybe eight couples, I'm not a thousand percent sure, but they come on this show One of them has issued an ultimatum to the other one saying either we get married and we get engaged or we break up. They all have their own little issues on why they don't want to get engaged and blah, blah, blah. And then what happens is for the first week that they're there, you're basically broken up with whoever you came with and you start dating the other people and the other couples. So after a week of dating, you pick someone from a different couple that you want to live with for three weeks. And then, so basically you're picking someone that you think you can be compatible with. And you live with this random person for three weeks, and then you go back and you live with the person that you originally went there with for another three weeks. And it's basically like, at the end, are you going to be with the new person that you just met, or are you going to go back to your original couple? And are you going to get married and blah, blah, blah. And I... I don't know why a couple thought it was a smart idea to do this because I don't want to give anything away, but I think a lot of them might not end up together. I don't know. It's like, obviously they have issues if they're going on to the show. And I'm only a few episodes in, so I haven't watched the whole thing. So I don't know what actually happens at the end. But I have a lot of anxiety watching this show. I just think it is so wild of a show, but it's also something that I can't stop watching. I can't stop watching. It stresses me out. It gives me anxiety, but I have to keep finding out what happens. But they all broke up with each other and they're dating other people, but they're living with other people and doing stuff and then they're going to go back. I don't I don't know. Just someone else needs to watch this and we need to talk about it because I I I I don't even I don't even have words. I don't know. I don't know why Nick Lachey thought this was a good idea. But I actually I do enjoy the show. <laughs> I don't want to be one of the people on it, but I do enjoy watching it. So someone else go watch this and let me know what you think and we can talk about it because I need to talk about it with someone and no one I know has watched it. Another reality TV show that I just started is Below Deck. Now I am a whore for some good Bravo TV, reality TV. Like, I love it. I love all the housewives. I love Vanderpump Rules. I love, like, I just love all of them. So I started Below Deck. I finished one season. I'm obsessed. I worked my way backwards, and I know that's probably, like, not the best thing to do, but whenever I watch a new show, I'm like, I need to start with the newest season and see if I like it, and then I'll work my way back. I don't know. So I started with season nine. I'm pretty sure it was season nine. Finished that one. Now I'm on season eight. I love it. Captain Lee is the cutest little man I've ever seen in my entire life. I want him to be my grandpa. He's so stylish, so cute, and just I love everything about it. But yeah, I started watching that show. I'm obsessed with it. 
It's just kind of wild to me how entitled some of the people that come onto this boat are. Like they think that just because they have money, they can treat people like shit. And it's so insane, but I have to watch it. It's the same as the ultimatum. I just have to watch it. It's so, it's so wild. So please go watch these shows and then <laughs> message me and we can talk about them because I need to talk about them with someone and we all know Dean's not watching them. Now we're going to get into my pit and my peak of the week. So my pit of the week was a little traumatizing, I guess we could say. It's funny now, but at the time it was like horrible. So the day before I left for Mexico, I recorded my podcast episode that went up last week. I even said to everyone, I am manifesting positivity. I'm not even going to say a pit because we're having the best week ever great. So I did that. And then after I had a waxing appointment. So normally I go to European Wax Center, which chef's kiss, they are amazing. But I was getting a massage. So I was like, I'm just going to book a Brazilian at the same place I'm getting a massage at because why would I leave when I'm already there? So my massage was great. I had the best time ever. And then now I have to go get a Brazilian. So I went to go get my Brazilian and the girl doing it, I don't know if she was new. I don't know what the situation was, but the wax was too hot and it was like burning my skin. It actually physically hurt and I have a very high pain tolerance and it was like smoking hot. And so when she put it on, she didn't let it cool enough that when she tried to rip it off, it didn't come off in one smooth like pull. So because of that, it hurt like a bitch, first and foremost. Second, I had wax all over me because obviously you have hot wax. It's not getting pulled off. It's sticking to your skin. So it was done the appointment was over. I was like, okay, great. She even made comments at some point like, oh, I'm just going to get this little wax off. And then she was like, okay, you're good. You can change and you can leave. And so I get up to change and I'm like, why do I have all this, all this blue wax still all over me? Like, why does she not think to like take this off? So I'm trying to like rip off this wax before I go home. Then I go home and I'm thinking to myself, this can't get any worse. I, <laughs> I, <laughs> I look and I'm like, I have wax in places we should not be having wax. I had wax all over, all over. It was so, so bad. And I literally said to everyone, what am I supposed to do? And everyone was like, rip it off. And I'm like, but it's in places that I literally cannot rip it off like I literally can't grab it but I have never had so much wax still on my body after a Brazilian appointment sometimes you have like little pieces and like what that's fine I had like strips of wax but I couldn't like reach them in certain places to like get it and it was oh my god it was like so horrible and I said of course and then also, because the wax was so hot, my skin started to like 
blister a little bit and like started to get like hives almost all over it because it was so irritated because it was so burnt and all I could think of was I'm going to Mexico tomorrow and I'm gonna put a bathing suit on and it's gonna be such a mess but anyways so that happened it was like the worst waxing experience I've ever had I can never go back there for a wax European wax center is where I will go for the rest of my life they are so good there but oh my gosh that's what I get for cheating on European wax center it was horrible it was the worst worst thing ever but I survived and I am I'm doing okay you're a podcast listener, and this is a podcast ad. Reach great listeners like yourself with podcast advertising from Lips and Ads. Choose from hundreds of top podcasts offering host endorsements, or run a reproduced ad like this one across thousands of shows to reach your target audience with Lips and Ads. Go to lipsandads.com now. That's L I B S Y N ads.com. You're a podcast listener, and this is a podcast ad. Reach great listeners like yourself with podcast advertising from Lips and Ads. Choose from hundreds of top podcasts offering host endorsements, or run a reproduced ad like this one across thousands of shows to reach your target audience with Lips and Ads. Go to lipsandads.com now. That's L I B S Y N ads.com. My peak of the week, it's some people are going to think it's really small. I'm going to think it's really big. But this podcast has a 4.9 star rating on Spotify, which is so exciting. We only have 10 people that rated it, and that's fine. But I'm very, 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 very excited about it. <laughs> I'm so excited about it. So that's my peak. I think it's so exciting. So if you haven't rated it, please go rate the podcast. Please rate it five stars. If you're going to rate it anything lower, just don't even rate it. (laughs) But thank you guys so much for rating it. Everyone that has, it means so much. I saw it the other day and I was like, this is so exciting. And this podcast just keeps growing and growing. And I'm so excited about it because I love doing it. Let's get into this week's episode. I asked on my podcast Insta to ask me some questions because we're going to do a Q&A. You guys can get to know me a little bit more, even though you probably know a shit ton about me because I am kind of an open book. But I had you guys ask questions. You guys asked a lot of questions. So we're going to go through some of them and I'm going to answer them. The first question that we're going to start with is kind of a chill question, but it's what nicknames do people call you? So the main nickname that everyone calls me is Brie, but everyone that knows me from my childhood or anyone in my family, they call me B. So just like the letter B. My family also calls me Little B because we have a whole bunch of different names that start with the letter B in my family, and I'm the youngest one, so I've been Little B my entire life. (laughs) And those are kind of my main nicknames. I don't think I have any other ones, to be honest. Next question is, how did you and Dean meet? And (laughs) we met on Tinder, which was kind of wild. When we first matched, Dean thought I was a bot because I only had photos. I didn't have a bio. I didn't fill anything out. I literally just had photos of myself because I did not care. But we met on Tinder, which is, I, I know, I know it's insane, but 
it turns out that we actually do have a lot of people that we know in common. And after our first date, actually, I did not really love Dean. I wasn't fully into him. I didn't think he was into me. I thought we were just going to be friends. Like, I didn't think that there was anything there. So this is a PSA to anyone going on dates, but give them a second date. A lot of the time, the first dates are so uncomfortable. Everyone's awkward. You're just meeting them for the first time, maybe. And it's normally the second date that people start to feel more comfortable. It was the second date that I thought, okay, I actually really do like this boy. He's very cute, very sweet, very funny, very smart. But after the first date, I was not into Dean. I don't think he was into me either. So give them a second date. Okay, next I was asked, how would you describe your style? And to be honest, I think I would probably describe it like very minimalistic. I really like neutral colors. I love oversized blazers. I love oversized jeans. I love small little tops. I love button down shirts. Definitely, I kind of have more of a capsule wardrobe type of vibe going on. I don't really follow the trends as much. I don't love the huge patterns or the bright colors. And I definitely stick to very basic pieces that I can use all year round. And obviously, I love sweatsuits. As we all know, I love I love a good sweatsuit. Next, I got asked how to grow your social media. And girl, girl, if I knew, I would tell you, I have no idea. I have no clue. I don't know. I'm not very good at social media. I don't have a following. I have no idea. So if you know, let me know. I honestly think just posting whatever you want to post and the right people will follow you. You'll get authentic engagement That's what I think. I don't know, to be honest, and I wish I did, but I have no clue. I just post to have fun. I think social media gets very, very, very intense a lot of the time. So just post whatever you want to post and just have fun with it. And if you want to post all the brands that you're wearing, then post all the brands that you're wearing. It really does not matter. And as long as you're having fun with it, who cares? Okay, next question, favorite style of workout. So personally, we know I love Pilates. I also love going on treadmill walks. A lot of people call them hot girl walks. You can walk outside. I personally just like to walk on the treadmill in my gym at my apartment. It's just more convenient for me and easier. But sometimes I'll walk outside if I really feel like I need a bit of fresh air. And then I also do HIIT workouts occasionally. I will like make my own circuits and I'll just do certain exercises for a certain amount of reps and kind of just go through these circuits. And those are my favorite ways to work out. Going off of this, I also got a question that asks for my favorite workout clothes. So personally, I love Lululemon Align leggings. I know you're not supposed to wear them for certain types of workouts and all that stuff, but I don't care. I wear them for every workout that I do. I think that they are so nice. They make my legs and my ass look so good. They feel like butter. They feel like you're not wearing any clothes. And they're definitely my favorite type of leggings in the entire world. For sports bras, I personally don't like Lululemon sports bras. I feel like they're constricting and 
too tight and I know I should get bigger sizes maybe I don't know I just there's stuff about them I just don't I don't vibe with it so for sports bras I really love aloe sports bras the aloe soft collection in general is just so so comfy and so soft and I just love it but personally I get most of my sports bras from aloe then I get my leggings from lulu I know Set Active is like all the hype right now. And guys, I want to love it. I want to love Set Active. I really, I really do. But I bought a pair of their leggings like maybe a year ago. And I actually wore them this morning to Pilates because I thought I need to give them another chance. And I don't love them. I don't love them. I don't know if I need a smaller size because they keep falling down. I don't know if I need a bigger size because they're actually not fitting me properly. I'm not sure. Maybe it's the material of these ones. I don't know, but I don't like them. And I, it makes me sad. It hurts my heart. So I don't know if I need to try another pair. I might honestly buy a whole other set active set just so that I can see it and see what it is and maybe it's just the material that I got or maybe it's because I got them a year ago I don't know let me know what your favorite type of set active set is because I want to love it I want to be cool like all the other girls and I just I don't love it and it hurts me I got asked what is the best advice I've ever gotten and if you listen to last week's episode I actually talk about the best advice I've ever received ever. I think it was number 18 on my list of 24 things I've learned in 24 years. So go listen to that if you haven't already. But I'm going to give you another piece of advice that really resonated with me. It's something that my dad told me all the time growing up. And he would always say, the best way to learn is by making mistakes. And it's not a mistake if you learn from it. And This really resonated with me my entire life because I feel like a lot of the time we're very scared to start something new, to try something new, to put ourselves out there because we're nervous that we're going to make mistakes. But that is the best way to learn. We're all human. We're all going to make mistakes. We're all going to fuck up sometimes. And it's normal. It's a very normal thing. And as long as you learn from it, it's not a mistake, especially as a girl who puts a lot of pressure on herself and I get really flustered if I do make a mistake or if I do fuck something up, it really resonated with me when my dad would tell me this all the time. It's not a mistake if you learn from it. I have to learn. I have to grow. It's the best way to develop character. It's the best way to become the best version of yourself. And this is something that I tell myself all the time, it's something that has really resonated with me. I'm going to say it one more time for all of you so that you can ingrain this in your head. But the best way to learn is by making mistakes, and it's not a mistake if you learn from it. Okay, this next one's actually a really good one. It said, Where do you see yourself in five years from now? So in five years, I will be 30, which is not scary. Anyways, I will be 30. And honestly, I see myself married to Dean. I see us not doing long distance anymore, hopefully, fingers crossed. I see myself hopefully still being in Pittsburgh. I really love Pitt, to be honest. I know that's a hot take, but I actually fucking love it here. 
I see myself in med school with my PhD done. I see HC growing a ton and having a lot more people work for us. I also see us having an office here in Pittsburgh. Sarah and I have already talked about it. I see HC maybe having a storefront in New York. I also see this podcast still happening and episodes still being produced and maybe signing with a network. I might be pregnant by 30. I don't know. We'll see. I also just hope that I'm really happy and loving what I'm doing. And I also want to be on Forbes 30 under 30. So I'm manifesting that right now because once I hit 30, we're done. So next five years, Forbes 30 under 30 at some point, I hope. Okay, I got asked what made me want to get my PhD. And that is a great question. That is a great question because I officially got my acceptance letter like two days ago. And that kind of triggered my quarter life crisis because I said this was really nice in theory. And now I actually have to do it. So that's a little scary. But what made me want to do it is basically with my master's, I'm doing 90% of the work anyways. Having a PhD will open a a ton more doors for me. And say med school doesn't work out, this is kind of like my other plan. So I want to do it anyways. I also am a person that I'm not just going to stop myself and like settle with what I'm doing. So I'm always going to push myself even further. Sometimes, sometimes it's not healthy. We're dealing with it. It's my therapist knows, but basically I wanted to just expand my knowledge. I wanted to be able to almost proved to myself that I can do a PhD. I felt really inadequate a lot of my life. I did not feel very smart at all. And it sounds really bad, but I want to do this for myself and I want to know that I can do this and I can accomplish it. And also, like I said, it's just going to open so many more doors. If med school doesn't work out, this is a great backup option And yeah, I'm actually, I'm really excited to do it, to be honest. I'm really excited to get my PhD. What are your holy grail makeup products? So I honestly don't really wear makeup that often. I'm not very good at it, so I don't like to wear it very much. But two things that I make sure that I have with me all the time that I love are the Anastasia Beverly Hills brow gel, the tinted ones. I don't fill my eyebrows in. I just put this brow gel over it and I think it is amazing. And then also a clear brow gel. Just to kind of fluff my brows up a little bit, I naturally kind of have thicker brows. So I just like to make them even fluffier. And then the other makeup product that I make sure to have with me at all times, it's in my purse constantly, is the Charlotte Tilbury Pillow Talk Lip Liner. For my lips all the time, what I do is I line them with the lip liner and then I just put chapstick on and I kind of blend it together and that's my lip combo and that's what I've been doing for a really long time. But I absolutely love it. I all the time, I go through these phases where I think I need lip filler and stuff, but then I realize like I actually have kind of full lips and just being able to overline them a little bit definitely boosts my confidence. So I keep this lip pencil with me at all times. 
I got asked, what are my favorite places in Pittsburgh for food, drinks, coffee, all that stuff. So my favorite place to get an espresso martini, because we know I love espresso martinis, is called Penn Society. It is unreal. It's unreal. It is so good. I also love a place called Mad Mex for shrimp tacos. I know it's not authentic Mexican food, but I think they're I think their fish tacos slap. I think they're so good and I can get a side of fries and that is my happy place. And then for coffee, my favorite place is honestly just Starbucks. And I know that's bad and I should find cuter, smaller little coffee shops. So if you are in Pittsburgh or near Pittsburgh and you have some cute little coffee shop wrecks, please let me know. Next question is how to start a podcast without a following. And honestly, it's the same as the social media. I think just post it. Just start your podcast, start posting it, share it with your friends, share it with your family, share it on all your social media platforms, and the right people will be attracted to it. The right people will want to hear what you have to say. And from there, it'll just start growing. I don't have a following. I've said this before, and I'm still just doing the podcast because I love it. And the right people people who are resonating with me have found it and it's been the best thing. Okay, last question that I'm going to answer is, were you ever scared to start a business? (laughs) Bitch, I'm still scared. I still get anxiety all the time. I'm still constantly nervous. But yes, absolutely. I was scared when I first started. I feel like honestly, I'm more scared now than I was when I first started because I kind of thought at the beginning, there's no pressure, just do this for fun. And now I'm starting to put pressure on myself because it is becoming a bigger thing. But honestly, I don't think being scared is necessarily a bad thing. It means that I'm passionate about it. I wanted to succeed. I'm doing the best that I can. And it's a very normal thing to be scared when you're starting something new. It's very normal to be scared with a lot of things in life. And I think a big thing that a lot of people have told me is take that energy and kind of change it into excitement and excited energy. And that's definitely something that has really helped me a lot whenever I feel super, super scared or panicked. I just tell myself I'm excited. I just tell myself I'm really excited for what's going to come. And I'm 1000% lying to myself. And it honestly helps a ton though. And you just got to fake it till you make it. But those are all the questions I'm going to answer for today. Thank you all so much for anyone who has sent in questions. I love getting them. It's really fun to just answer questions that you guys have. I also want to say thank you guys so much for rating the podcast on Apple and Spotify. Thank you guys so much for sharing episodes with your friends. I am very excited for what's to come with this podcast. But thank you guys so much for listening to this episode. I hope you loved it and I will catch you in the next one. Bye. Hey there, my name is Renee Rena, and I am the mom friend you have always wanted. I am also the host of the Mom Room Podcast. We publish two episodes per week, a co-hosted episode on Tuesdays and a solo episode on Thursdays. Popular topics include pooping and having sex after giving birth. 
I have a solo episode where I talk about not sharing a bed with my husband and why that's okay. I hope you'll tune in to these conversations every week. Join us on Instagram at the mom room podcast and start to feel a little less alone in this crazy thing called motherhood.